Welcome back to the Hoops Temple podcast. Y'all know me, Nathan Schwartz, aka Nate underscore Hoops Temple on TikTok. We're back for another pod. We're going to do the Atlantic Division preview. We've got a whole host of guests. If you're seeing us on YouTube, you can see them. Otherwise, listening to this audio, I'll introduce us. Going around the room, we've got Aaron Schroeder in Sacramento. Good to see you guys. Good afternoon. We've got Dylan Williamson in New Zealand. Thank you, thank you. Nate, you're really on fire. Have you been practicing the intro that rolled off the tongue so smooth? I didn't, but this is like, <laughs> I don't know, I've been doing a- It's the I, most flawless you've ever done it. <laughs> That's not good. I've been doing this for a couple of years. <laughs> Should be better at it. Uh, and then we have Avlia, aka Lisco2000, joining us from Philadelphia area? No, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yeah, I'm- Probably going to move back to the Philly area after college, but for now I'm in D.C. Mm. I believe one of our other guests uh, is now in the D.C. area. Can anyone confirm uh, Jokic Yostar? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Jack just relocated there. there. That's right. Okay, we're getting coffee. I am texting him like after this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, I remember that. Okay. They just posted something in front of like the Washington Monument the other day. What a guy. Yeah. Well, all right. We're here uh, to talk Atlantic Division. This is the one time that divisions ever matter in basketball because five teams is a good amount of teams to talk about in a podcast. We could do like six to eight. That starts to get a little long. We could do two or three, but that's brief. I don't know. There's not that much to talk about. It's the off season. Um, so the way we're going to do this, we're going to start, go bottom to top. Oh, gentlemen, lady, who are we thinking is going to be the worst team in the Atlantic Division? It's the Raptors. This team fucking sucks. No. It's terrible. Oh God. I'm, it's going, the I'm also going with the Raptors. <laughs> what? Yeah. The, the, when you tow so. the line between like a really mediocre team with like a pretty good player in Van Fleet and then you take him away, it gets real dark really quickly. I had him at 27 wins. I think it's going to be a tough season. What? It's just not a very good roster. I like Brooklyn more than them. And I think uh, as good as Siakam is, they just, they're just they going to have to tear this down before it goes back up. Dylan, did you also put the Raptors at the bottom? Am I the only one that went with Brooklyn? No, I went with Brooklyn. My man. Like the <laughs> Brooklyn post-trade deadline were pretty terrible. Like they're a, a mid-30s win pace. And the Raptors are always good at defense, and they went and added more defenders. Like the offense is really going to stink, like Dennis Roder's running point. but And they have literally no backup point guard as well. But like they're still good on defense. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just... For me, it's like the Nets have the vibes, and I... St- I think I might just be saying this as somebody who is a huge fan of Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. I think that might be what's propelling me right now. But just the vibes on that team, the amount of like, I know a lot of the guys that we say are young talent on on that team are actually like pushing 30. But the amount of like up and coming players like coming out of Brooklyn and right now, especially if Ben Simmons actually plays basketball and does something, he's a really good player. So I think they're better in terms of vibes, maybe in terms of, talent and skill in Toronto I think the Raptors is just so the the vibes are just so bad they're trying so hard to be like no we won the championship five years ago and everyone's like we don't care the vibes ranking is really important it's really important vibes are horrible I I had the Nets at 30 wins so just like right above them gotcha as the 12 seed it's not gonna be great but I liked the Ben Simmons piece and then maybe he'll be pretty good it's gonna be two pretty bad teams and whichever one decides to tank first is the one that'll be worse since you guys are starting to talk about Brooklyn, we're just going to continue with the Brooklyn theme. Also, you mentioned Ben Simmons. And another fun thing I did is I decided I was going to come up with one, one kind of fun-ish question for each of these teams. Last season, Ben Simmons averaged the famous triple six. 
six points, six rebounds, and six assists. Technically, 6.9 in points, 6.1 assists, 6.3 rebounds, but... That doesn't fit the narrative, so... Doesn't um... spit the narratives. <laughs> Next year, which of these will he average over seven in? Points, rebounds, assists. I'll say points. I'll say points I and rebounds. I think he's going to be playing. I'm if all in. Yeah. I'm going with the same things. So I think, I mean... I'm a Sixers fan. I had to watch this man for many years, and I rooted for him for so long. I think if he returns to form, definitely over seven points, over seven rebounds. Assists, I don't know. But. Historically, he has been over seven assists as well. We are looking. Okay. His last year in Philly was 6.9, but the other year's 8, 7.7, 8.2. So traditionally, he's over on all of these categories. But it was just funny to me that they're, it's the triple six. Where, when have you ever had the triple six? His back was injured, wasn't it? I mean, he's he's all banged up. I just I think the ceiling's higher in Brooklyn. They might like with Bridges and Simmons. Like if that works, like they might just be kind of good. That's like a defensive powerhouse yeah, with those two. Yeah. Does their lack of four and fives worry anyone? Maybe. I'm not. I'm not a Nets fan. I'm not worried. <laughs> Is Simmons going to just play the four? Is that how we we solve this? That's where he should play. That's where he should be. I say this as somebody who, again, I had to watch him and root for him for a really long time. When he's at the four, he's good. I mean, he played backup center last year, so it's not like they. It's not like he hasn't been playing as a big. Do you want, do you want me to read their projected like bigs for next season? Yes. <laughs> uh, starting center Nick Claxton. Good, good. We all love Nick. Nick's great. Uh, backup center, Daron Sharp. Third string center, one of Aaron's favorite, Harry Giles. Let's go. Starting power forward, <laughs> Cam Johnson. He got the majority of power forward okay. minutes after the trade. Uh, backup power forward, Darius Baisley. You like Baisley, Nate. Don't fucking lie to me. You are all <laughs> in on Baisley. <laughs> yeah. I love Baisley as like the, the change of pace option in, uh, in Phoenix last year. And then that never happened. He never played. They played TJ Warren over him. Don't sell your stock. It's sold. It's gone. The stock has has been transferred. Uh, very low point. But yeah, that that doesn't worry anyone. The Raptors couldn't play seven players at once that I like in a bad <laughs> yeah. show. I just don't. They just don't have the the talent to make it work. Their guards are going to be awful. Like like Van Fleet's a good player. Schroeder is the replacement player. Like in the Vorp calculations, he is the player that that guys are replacing. Um. You just you need more offensive creation. They're going to be a bottom ten offense, and and they were twelfth on defense last year. Twelfth on defense, something like that. Yeah, twelfth on defense, and maybe they're tenth on defense, but it's going to end pretty poorly with their offense. All right, before we get to Toronto, what do we think about the rest? This is the Nets lineup. Naturally, they've got the the guys they trade for: Cam, Dorian, Mikhail, Spencer. But I actually do like some of their other offseason moves, and this is just a good chance to like check in with who else they got. Dennis Smith Jr., we all loved last year. There was a lot of talk about defensive, um, all defensive teams. Uh, Cam Thomas scored a lot last year, or in his brief stints starting. Lonnie Walker, third string guard. Uh, actually, if we could combine Brooklyn and Toronto, they'd, they'd kind of solve each other's problems. <laughs> um, are, any of these guys that you expect to break out, who do you, you think is going to have good years other than the obvious Mikhail, Little Bridges? I don't know. I'm thinking. Can we tape Dennis Smith Jr. and Cam Thomas together into one player? Oh if my we God. duct tape them <laughs> into one what card. A, what a two-way nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy I'm into. I think um, what, what, uh, what Lizko said about the vibes in, in Brooklyn, the Dinwiddie piece is fun. Um, he just gets along in Brooklyn. Man. Like He's he's a net. He's going to be a net in my heart forever. Uh, I think uh, he'll, he'll give some some good minutes. He's going he's gonna to take us to Dinshitty Island. 
Did shitty was the best part. That, that was, was the, the best greatest, part of the off season. That's that's the greatest like NBA beef I think of all time. That thread I think about it twenty four seven. I'm a big Kyle Kuzma fan. Um, <laughs> Everyone but Aaron is a big Kuzma fan. He just didn't like okay. the, the fact that Kuzma might end up on the Kings. It was scary. Uh, it was a little scary for a bit there. <laughs> but the Wizards yeah, solved my think- problems. Dinshitty yeah. Island. We're going to we're taking an, an all expenses paid trip to Dinshitty Island this year on the Nets. I fear. Um, I think Cam John Cam Johnson is also going to be good. I mean, he's another one of those players. As as a Darius Arch stand, I had to watch him for a really long time. Not had to. Like I love Cam Johnson, um, and I think especially that like him staying with Mikhail is so good for both of them. They play so well together and like bounce off each other like incredibly well. I think also them playing and FIBA together were there any other Nets players on that team or no that's a good that's a good bit because I know I know Cam and Mikhail and then I'm not really sure who else was I mean I know the roster I don't know if there's any other Nets on it no I don't think any other Net made uh, either mm-hmm. FIBA or any of the other teams actually Simmons did not yeah. play for Australia okay. but gotcha. he says he's coming to the Olympics we'll I'll believe it when I see it but he, he says keeps that saying every that. year and he never <laughs> does right <laughs> There's no way Ben Simmons is playing extra basketball, right? No. <laughs> I, but I, yeah, I, no. Like, I love looking back on the old uh, like 2016 draft class threads about him not playing for LSU, like him kind of quitting on that team. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. ah, it's college, it doesn't matter. That ended up being like the biggest yeah. storyline in Ben Simmons' whole career is that uh, Zay doesn't like to play basketball very much. And yet you guys are all picking over the seven, picking seven yeah. over for him. Like in terms of like... Yeah, like talent. Like he's very he's made two All Star teams. Two All NBA three. teams. Wait, no, he's been an All Star twice. I'm kidding. Um, three times All Star. Yeah, one he, time All NBA. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, three time All Star, two time Rising Star. Except he didn't play one year, I think. Of course. Yeah, All NBA. Yeah. Doesn't play for the Rising Stars Challenge. God damn it, dude. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was injured in his defense. It's too tough. I think one one tough thing for Ben Simmons to put up some box score production might just be getting minutes like this team is actually pretty deep if i just go through the roster you tell me when i get to the player that ben simmons should play ahead of all right i'll count it out i'm ready mikhail cam johnson nick claxton spencer dimwitty dorian finney smith cam thomas lonnie walker Royce right, O'Neal. Right, okay. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like ahead of Lonnie Walker, I think, is where. Not okay. on Lonnie. But listen to that roster, though. Like, I went through the same thing. I thought they were pretty no. good. I think they're kind of like last year's Jazz, where, like, they could win, like, 38 games if they wanted to, but they will probably not want to do that. And so, mm-hmm. but they're way talented. They're yeah. Way more yeah. talented than Toronto. It's. I'm glad that you said that they could win 38, because that was the pace they were on post-deadline, if you look at that. All right, so what are we, what are, what's our win projections here? Aaron, you had them say 30? I went with 30, a 12 seed and 30 wins for the Nets, and then a 13 seed and 27 wins for the Raptors. I thought you liked this team. Which okay. team? The Nets. We haven't started Raptors talk yet. I like them to be better than the Raptors, but like them is a, it's the bottom of the East. I mean, sure. sure they're fun. Sure. The vibes will be good. It won't be like Charlotte. Like Charlotte may win like 33 games, but the vibes will be really bad. Yeah, I think I'm going to go in a similar neighborhood. Um... I think, honestly, I could see a play-in push from the Nets. I don't think they would make it beyond the play-in, but I see a play-in push from them, especially if like if they actually won it. I think that's the key, is if they actually won it, I could totally see a play-in push from them. I don't know, I'm going to go like 32 games. Do, do they own their pick this year? 
do they have incentive to tank from if, the it, hardened, if, it, if, it, trade? if it starts going wrong? Yeah, let me pull up the hardened trade real quick. Because <clears throat> that, that could provide some downward gravity. Okay, It doesn't look like they do. They do not. So, yeah, so then they have no reason to tank, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think, I mean, maybe I'll think about I see, that. I see a play and push for them, honestly. Especially when you're led by a guy as like fun and charismatic as Mikhail Bridges, I think he could really like rally everyone. Is he a fun to guy? make that play? Is that the yes. guy around Mikhail? He's so fun, like 100% fun. Another important piece is that Bridges has this Iron Man streak going that he obviously cares a lot about, and so yeah. it's not like the classic like oh he'll miss 15 games, he'll miss 12 games. Another thing to consider is the new like superstar resting rules. Right. When I was doing the rankings like last year, all we talked about is oh when this player misses these games or the 15, 17 games they miss, that just will happen less unless it's a legitimate injury. Like you're not going to get those those rest days anymore. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I surprisingly I had them at 34 wins. I had them the highest of this group. I just have the Raptors mm-hmm. higher. Um, Mate, I went I went over you. You went over me. Dylan, where'd yeah. you go? <laughs> um, it's it's the return of my extremely shoddy Pythagorean win expectation, um, and they came out at 37 wins. I think I'd like to adjust mine slightly, because the, the pick is really an important piece. Without yeah. a pick to tank for, um, mm-hmm. I'll say a generous 34 wins. 35. I, final yeah. answer, 35. I think, 30, I think I'm, I'm moving to 34, 40, 35 as well, just because I I want them to win more. I like when Mikhail Bridges <laughs> is happy. <laughs> He deserves it, goddammit. He does. All right. The pick will also bump me up to 35, and we'll just all have odd numbers there. So that way it makes the averages nice and easy. Except for a bit. I got to go find a team to take five wins from. <laughs> Looking at you, Washington. Let's go. Oh, God. All yeah, right. rem- remember the lesson from last year. You go over because there'll be some team that inexplicably falls apart, and it's much harder to predict that. So, And I really hope it's the Lakers. I really hope it's the Lakers. <laughs> I just love. Me too. I'm Me such too. a hater. You're, 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 such a hater. you're not the only one here. <laughs> I need the Lakers to fail. I don't – I just like – like I just love like the edits that come out where it's like – because they started the whole Mickey Mouse thing. Like that was because of their bubble ring. <laughs> I just love making fun of the Lakers. As a Lakers fan, I try not to take this personally. Oh, I, sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. I have to deal with the two of them who mm. uh, we're looking at Clippers fan and Kings fan. So uh, sure. my pain is their greatest joy, basically. Oh, okay. So and I'm a I'm a Sixers fan, so I kind of hate everybody. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Sometimes being a fan of a team isn't liking that team; it's hating other teams. Yes, that's that's the most important part. I dislike more teams than I like, and that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do some Raptors talk here because you guys, Leah, Aaron, you guys are just shitting on the Raptors. Dylan, why do you like the Raptors? Their offense is going to be really bad, so I predicted them to have basically a bottom five offense, but they still have a lot of defensive talent between. Dennis Schroeder, who is actually a good defensive point guard. They've still got ridiculous length with OG and Scotty on the wing. Pascal's an all-NBA defensive kind of guy. Jakob Pertl's one of the best rim protectors in the league. And then they like double down and decide to bring in Jalen McDaniels to just have even more long wings off the bench. And so like the offense is really going to suck. But I think the defense is going to be hard to, you know, it's going to be hard for the defense to be bad. And so they actually come out as a pretty decent team. You know, bottom five offense, top 10 defense, comes out as a, like a reasonably good team. Are you are you just not a believer in the Raptors' defense? I think their offense is like bad offense leads into 
bad defense in a way. But looking at the Bulls last year, just to comment on them, they had the fifth best defense and the 24th best offense. So basically what you're describing, and they did win 40 games, then expected win-loss of 44 games. So that's in the cards, but I just can't imagine them winning 41 games last year, losing their second best player and getting better or being exactly the same. I just, especially with the way the league moves around them. Yeah, I just, I just don't see anything good happening here. Can I can I pitch you guys addition by subtraction? And not that I dislike Fred Van Vliet. I think he's very good. But he is a small little guard that, um, you know, he, he's shot happy. He's Dennis Schroeder in Germany shot happy. Let me just jack the ball up all the time. And now this is going to allow Scotty Barnes more touches. It's going to allow OG Ananobi more touches. I also think they can now finally really go into just all out switch a ball. It was hard for them to do it last year because Van Vliet is just better. Like you don't, you can't not play Van Vliet. Now you could just, you could decide not to play Schroeder and go with Pascal, Ananobi, Barnes, Jalen McDaniels, and either Thad Young, Otto Porter, Chris Boucher, um, Preston Chua, Christian Coloco, who had had a good year for them by the numbers. I think it just allows them to be a lot more flexible. Whereas beforehand they were kind of locked in. You couldn't not play Fred Van Vliet. Is Thaddeus Young still playable? Yeah. Okay. He was he was old in like 2017. I'm just double just checking on that. He needs to change his name to Thaddeus Thaddeus Old. Oh god. That's that's the comedy you come here for. (laughs) Just fucking T ball shit. (laughs) I mean to be fair, last year I'm talking 15 minutes, four points, three rebounds. But he's still in the league. That's really impressive. Still in the league, still having decent percentages. Um, you know, his on-off numbers when he's out there aren't terrible. So, like, maybe you don't want to play him a point, ton, though. but yeah, but it's a good can't. point about their switchability, though. I, I think uh, I like what you're saying. I just when I'm looking at the other teams, because once you start stacking it up, like, do you like them more than Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic? Do you like them more yes. than the Pacers? And you like them more than the Bulls? I can't see it. Oh my God! Bulls are just always underachieving trash. Like they signed Javon Carter. I'm all in. <laughs> I like Javon Carter. That was a great signing. Great, you got a backup point guard. I'm so proud of you. Hey, that's that's more than Toronto. And the Toronto you. literally that's doesn't fair. Have a backup fair. point guard. I don't see like any depth on this roster, As, especially at guards. If if Dennis Schroeder yeah. is out, like Gary Trent is like, running points. Yeah, and I love I love Gary Trent as like a like. Just, I think he's the vibes are good, but just on this team, I'm like, what are you? What are we doing here? What about Scotty? Well, they they need at least one player on the roster who can shoot threes. I like Scotty. I like Scotty, but I'm like, I just this Point is just Pascal? not the, the depth is not good, and I'm not a big Pascal fan. I fear. Uh, so they got they've got the opposite problem of the Nets, where they've got great front court depth. I mean, Podol, Achua, Coloco, oh, power forward. Pascal, Thad Young, Chris Boucher, small forward Anobi, Porter, and Jalen McDaniels. Like that is that is good front court depth. But yeah, you guys are right. Ones and twos, not not that great. Can we orchestrate a trade between the two to exchange problems? Well, not exchange problems and fix them. You don't want to combine and just go Sun Kings here. Sun Kings, the Rapnets. I'm interested. Yeah. All right. So, Aaron, what's your wins? I had the Raptors at a uh, 27 and 52. Final answer. Just brutal. Tough, tough season for Toronto. The thing is, I've just I refuse to predict a team to be mediocre. It's not gonna happen. Like the thirty-five with the the thirty-five win team doesn't exist anymore. Unless it's Portland and Damian Lillard being fucking stupid. But you're gonna find like if teams are are bad, they're like, dude, we're gonna go the other way. Like we're not 
going to be in the plan. We're going to lose games. Teams are going to make that decision earlier and earlier. I think the Raptors are going to have to make that call. I mean, that might be the most convincing thing you've said. Because, like, just from a talent perspective, I struggle to see how they are not going to get stops. Um, and being a good defense, like, it's going to win them, like, mid-30s of wins. But with that gravity, they own their own pick. Hopefully they'll make some sort of trade to probably make themselves worse. So maybe maybe you do sway me downwards. Oh, that they're sneaking yeah. in into the plan. I have one team. Oh. I've predicted one team to win more than thirty-two games and less than forty. The the math comes out at a negative two net rating, which is a thirty-six one team. But like with the gravity pulling you down, maybe we go under. I think like I I think like around thirty. Honestly, I just I also I don't know if like there's any real drama surrounding Pascal Siakam, but I know they're always trying to shop him and nothing ever moves. And I feel like that might reach like kind of a boiling point. He wants to be there. If I was a Raptors fan, I'd be pissed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's going to reach a boiling point in terms of like vibes and just like team morale. It's just not looking good, which is why I have them at 30 despite like there are good players on that roster, but they just, they need help. <laughs> yeah. Real bad. I will say I am secretly watching them for a Damian Lillard trade. Because Masai Ujiri mm. will pull that trigger whether or not Dame wants it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping an eye open for it. I forgot that was still like up in the air. Like I forgot if that even happened. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dylan, what's your number? I was just looking at the East and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Like I was thinking like, okay, maybe they, you know, they're going to be the 10 seed, which will drag them down into the, you know, low 30s. But the East isn't that good. They could be like a six seed. And so maybe I should adjust them upwards. What is happening? What are we talking about? What, what, okay. what team is the six seed? Give, give, the East is bad. The East is bad. Give give me 10 teams that are clearly better than the Raptors for them to start trying to tank to get under. Like It's it's easier for them to make the playoffs, I think, than to miss the play-in. But it's it's easier to get a top five pick than it is to make I, the playoffs. I don't, I don't see them at the... I don't see them at six. I mean, I probably don't see them at six, but like... <laughs> I'm just... Like, I see, I'm, I'm literally looking at the list of the Eastern Conference to make sure I'm not missing anyone. All right, so teams that will easily be over the Raptors. Milwaukee, Boston, yes. Philadelphia, Cleveland, New York. Yeah, yes. New York. Yes. And, and, then that, and then that's probably it. Like, there are ones that probably well, will, but... I want to put the Nets there, too. I'm putting Brooklyn there. You just put Brooklyn at uh, 35 <laughs> wins. No, yeah, but that's, a, no, that's, above, that's above what I have the Raptors at, though. I have yeah. the Raptors at 30. But... Okay, so there should be a I'm lot more teams so there. so smart, and I know a lot about Atlanta. Math. Atlanta. Atlanta is going to be pretty Atlanta's good. Atlanta's above them, too. Yeah, and, and so you've got Miami. like... Miami, do we say do we say Miami? We didn't say Miami. I think Miami. I think Miami. I think if Miami pulls off a trade, they will be. But yes. uh, if, if Miami fails to do that, I think they have ruined vibes, and they've lost a lot of depth. Yeah. All right, all right. Dylan, what, what's your total? Let's Let's just stick with 36. 36. I'm going to be the odd man out here. I'm going 39. Yeah. I believe in them being that 10 seed. 10, 9, oh. somewhere right yeah. in there. Like, like, I'll buy a Raptors ticket and eat it on a podcast if they make the, if they're a goddamn 10 seed. Can I Dude, go like, to the go, game go first? Go through the East. Find- <laughs> I did. I, I have my entire predictions. You're, you're betting on Atlanta and um, regular season Miami as yeah. your 7 and 8 seed. And then you got like, what, like Indiana? Indiana. Not Indiana over these guys? I believe in the Pacers. I do. <laughs> I do believe in the Pacers. They were a little bit above 500 when Halliburton played, and I think they'll be a little bit above 500 this season. 
I think Toronto is going to really suck. All right. All right. All right. New York. I already Knicks said. Time, right? I already said a long time ago on a some TikTok <laughs> thread that I would eat a Rockets ticket on on TikTok oh. Live if they made the playoffs. So I have a lot of tickets at stake. A lot okay. of tickets to eat at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Do they do um do NBA games still do physical tickets? I feel like I'm if sure. we know. You can print them though. You can print okay. it. I was gonna say I don't I don't know about I going. love a physical ticket. If they could if they could mail me my tickets physically, like I have this whole wall. Actually I have to go this way behind me of like stuff. That would be on my wall. <laughs> so I got really good Lakers tickets once. And it was like it was Lakers Pistons, so and it was during the dregs of the Pistons time. So I got there really early, and I got some autographs. I got like Derek Fisher's autograph. I got Slavo Medvedenko's autograph, and then nice. I the best autograph I got that day. I bumped into Jeff Van Gundy, and I didn't have anything for him to sign, so I just asked him if he could sign my ticket because I had the physical ticket. So I have I've got a Jeff Van Gundy signed That's Lakers so Pistons sick. ticket. That's awesome. Yeah, he was very confused. The closest to an NBA player I've been is. Um... 20 rows back from Rayan Rupier riding the bench in the playoffs for the for the breakers. I need to I need to sh- I need to share a story my closest <laughs> that I've ever gotten to an NBA player. Um I covered I covered Wizards Magic last year. I covered as in I wanted to go and sit in the press deck and I didn't actually write anything. Don't tell anyone I said that. Um but We are recording. I, like, this is a podcast. I know. I know it's fine. Like my basically I was supposed to write an article but it just never got published. Um cuz the newspaper I was writing for was just not together. And I was down like at the court and we, we got there so early, like during like shoot around and everything. Um, I kind of got stepped on by Franz Wagner nice. a little bit. <laughs> nice. I got so literally lucky. like, the, I literally feel like he stepped like exactly over my, like he, like it, it just, I felt like the wind <laughs> go by when he walked by me. It was so close. I was like, what? Hello. Like, I feel like he couldn't even see me. So He's so tall, he just like walked over top of you. <laughs> Basically, yeah, it was weird. I was, I was like, okay, because like you don't really realize, I'm sorry to get off track, but like you don't even no. realize how tall these guys are until yeah. you're actually like next to them. You're like, oh, okay, wow, I really am five foot five. Cool, nice, love that. I, I remember when Fisher signed my thing, and Fisher's six foot, but his yeah. shoulders and like forearms are like bigger than my face. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you're. You're small, but you are like huge in, in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wild. I can't think of a <laughs> great segue for that into the Knicks. Just for clarification, Rayon Rupier is a um, draft pick on the Blazers this year. Mm, did not realize that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sure no one listening knows who, who Rayon yeah. Rupier is either. I'm glad that you clarified. <laughs> all right. I, I think we can all agree. Maybe we don't all agree. Are the Knicks the next worst team? I think in the uh, Munich division, yes. What is yeah? It's Celtics, Sixers, Knicks. That's all. That's all we have left, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. the Knicks are next. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they might not be. Like we don't. Okay, we, well, it's been done. What's up? <laughs> we don't know what's happening with the Sixers. Yeah, I, I I predicted the Sixers to run James Harden back and kind of do that again and had him at like fifty something wins and so that was my Sixers take and you just. You can't trust the Sixers to ever keep the players they need to keep. They will make either the dumbest decision or something internally will happen where whatever player they're trying to keep just hates the front office all of a sudden. Like Daryl Morey and James Harden were bros up until like literally two months ago. So I don't know what happened in that time. Sorry to get off topic because I know we're talking about the Knicks, but you just you can't expect the Sixers to keep anyone they should keep. 
They keep the wrong people. Well, do we want to do Knicks or do we want to do Sixers? I was saying maybe it wasn't off topic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not good vibes down in Philly, man. You know, I think I, that's a good point. Let's talk about the Sixers because if a Harden trades happen and it isn't for another star, I would have the Knicks in front of them. If they're trading James Harden for whichever Martin brother it is and and Tyler Hero, is that like that's a fifty-one team? Like, I don't think so. It's a, it's tough waters. Just the societal implications of Tyler Hero in Philadelphia just shivers down my spine. I will come home from for like winter break and my little brother will be wearing a Tyler Hero jersey. Just no, absolutely not. I'm sorry. I, I don't want that trade to happen. It's just like frat culture in the greater Philadelphia area doesn't need Tyler Hero. Um, <laughs> just just for my sanity. But no, I think, I mean, I, I fear that I do still believe in the Sixers. Um, I mean, I say this as a Sixers fan, but sometimes I've really lost hope. But right now, I think I kind of still believe in them. I think if Tobias Harris steps it up. There we go. A little bit of Tobias Harris. The, <laughs> the breakout season for Tobias Harris. Can we agree <laughs> on, let's say, the, the hero trade to say that happens? Dylan, what do you what do you see them at if they, if they get those guys? 47 mm, wins? Let's just do some quick go ahead, take math. It. Can I offer you a uh, a slightly more terrifying trade? Sure. Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell. God. <laughs> I like that more. Oh my god. <laughs> Who's doing I like that? that more. So it makes I don't I mean, like that James Harden would go for them, but I like those players more than the other ones. I mean, no historically, way. Lakers want to get the stars. Harden is a California guy. Um, there's been a lot made of how Rui and D'Lo's salaries add up to uh, Kyrie Irving's. They also add up to James Harden's salary. And you want a guy that can handle the ball and take pressure off of LeBron and AD? That's that's kind of James Harden. I am not having the worst flashbacks <laughs> of my life. This is the Russell Westbrook shit again. There's oh, no yeah. way they make this no, mistake. This is... <laughs> no way. What are you talking about? They'll make this mistake ten times again. <laughs> no, they did. They did this already. It took them years to recover from trading from an old guard that's clearly on a decline. They're going to mm-hmm. do it again and end up in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. Dylan, what wins did you find for the trade that is doesn't make me want to blow my brains out? Uh, like I had him at fifty-one wins. Just Ooh. as it stands. Yeah. Just as it is. Just with Harden, they run it back. Harden and Maury talk about the good times. They bro hug. They kiss on the lips. Yeah. And then everything's okay again. <laughs> I would I would estimate 44 wins. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait, with, with Tyler Hero for James Harden. Aaron? So that's such an icky trade. We're just going to move on? Okay, we're not going to question that's how it. They, that's how they, they reconcile. Yeah, but is that how you reconcile? That's how that's how Harden and Mori reconcile. I'm positive that they okay. they go a bit further. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just just wanted to question. The the team that Harden actually wants to be traded to, and you know you can't blame him because of what an awesome organization they are, um, is the Clippers. And the Clippers package is probably like even worse than yeah. Like yeah. What, like they don't really they don't have like anything. They ended talks today, didn't they? Was that today? They stopped talking to each other. I could have sworn I, I saw a news report that said the Clippers and the Sixers have ended I mean, talks. They they got to talk to someone. They like can't just ago. yeah. <laughs> they can't just run into the season with James Harden on the roster. I mean, there are very limited options for James Harden. I mean, uh, Milwaukee's not probably going to give them anything. You can't get that Drew for James. 
Williams trade. Boston's not going to give him anything. Cleveland's not. The Knicks are definitely not. Because here's the other thing. No one wants to blow any sort of smoke or powder or on uh, getting James Harden when potentially Embiid could ask out or uh, Giannis could ask out in the next couple of years. Like, you're getting garbage. It's just who's I garbage. I have the official report. The official report. Seven hours ago, the Sixers have taken James Harden off the trade market. Um, apparently, it says, quote, the Clippers tried to trade for James Harden, and that deal didn't happen, Windhorse said. From what I understand, it was the Clippers who said, okay, there's no deal here. We're going to move on. But the question is, does that mean that, like, James Harden's good now? Like, are we good? Like, or is, or is he just still mad as hell? Like, did they kiss I, on like, the lips yet? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I'm asking. Like, did they kiss? <laughs> on the lips. He's he's probably just, like, fat suit on and warm-ups in, <laughs> in, the, in the nightclub the day before the game, James Harden. So, like, I'm dropping them down to 38 wins. Um, like, you, you can't... <laughs> James Harden isn't Ben Simmons. Daryl Morey's going to learn that. Like, Ben Simmons is just going to, like sulk and go home like james harden is not gonna do that james harden will fuck shit up that's a great point honestly are they They're worse with harden so like are they, they worse they, with harden? they will be worse with okay. james harden if if he's still pissed off like if he if he's fat suit and like in in the clubs every night i found the five wins i want to take away i, I gave him <laughs> to the nets and i'm taken away from this okay i just i i just want to believe somewhere in me that there's something in James Harden that's like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to play because I'm old as hell and nobody's going to want me again after this. Yeah. Maybe it is that. Like, like- I think I think, I think, think he's honestly, I hope, I hope he just gets it together and is like, okay, cool, I'll play. Yeah. Like, Kyrie kind of did that last year where he's like, you need to trade me. And then like, yeah, we tried to trade you. No one fucking wants you. You need to like come play some games first. And he's like, okay. So like, maybe, yeah. maybe James is going through a similar thing. It's like, I think, yeah, we, I mean, we, we tried to trade you and they offered us Robert Covington and Marcus Morris. So like, <laughs> that's your value. You need to play some fucking games, dude. I was going to say I would accept that. <laughs> the vibes are too bad. They're You're so bad. You're learning a lot about the players I really like, though. The, the return of Rocco would, would be phenomenal. <laughs> I love Robert Covington so much. I was literally looking at his Wikipedia earlier. Just like, just reading it for entertainment. <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's say we do live in a world where James Harden gets traded and Tyrese Maxey is now the starting point guard, a role that we haven't really seen him in. It's a world I love. I'm such a Maxey girl. <laughs> it's. I was expecting to love it a lot more. Um, and then I started looking. Do you know how many how many assists he's averaged in his career? Just break it to me. You, you want to venture a guess? I don't know. Dylan, don't look it up. I got it. <laughs> I don't need you to look it up. I see, I see the typing. <laughs> Just break it to me. Just break my heart. Go. Last season, he averaged 3.5 assists per game. The prior year, it was 4.3. I checked different splits. I checked, you know, starter, reserve, pre-All-Star game, post-All-Star game. I can't get that number over 4.5. And this is now going to be the man in charge of running the point. Also, incredible three-point shooting splits. Post-All-Star break, dude shot like 153s at 53%. Did not expect that. Did not remember those numbers. But I am a little bit concerned. For, for the second year in a row, he shot over 50% on corner threes. That's not a point guard, though. Co- point guards don't get to shoot corner threes. Point guards shoot top of the key. Point guards handle the ball. Point guards make passes. But also, this is Philadelphia. You know who's a point guard? You're, you're overlooking their, their, big, their big free agent signing yeah. at the point. The man who turned around Chicago's season last year. I love Pat Bev. Culture, <laughs> man. I love him That's so culture. bad. I love him so bad. Like, oh my god. I... Every time I think about the fact that he's in Philly, I wanted him. I've wanted him in Philly for like five years now. Every offseason, I'm like, let's get Pat Bev, and they don't. And they finally did it. And like, 
that man is Philadelphia. He's not even from Philly, but he is Philadelphia, I think. Yeah. And also just in terms of like Tyrese Maxey, like not being like the point guard, you have to remember that also like this is literally Philadelphia. And I think things just go really weird a lot of the time. Like you have, like we had Ben Simmons at point guard for a long time. And that man doesn't shoot. He's basically a backup. He should be like at the four or five, but we had him at point. And I think Joel Embiid has navigated so many insane scenarios around him. Um, He should be in therapy. I hope he is. Um, But I think Tyrese Maxey just not being the typical point guard is I think they'll be able to navigate that just fine. Honestly, I think he's good. He's, I don't know how old he is, but he's still young. He's still growing. He's a grown boy. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not, not even 23 yet. Yeah. I believe in him. I believe in that man. That man's two years, not even two years older than me. Like, let's think about that. Like he's not done growing <laughs> physically, but yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's actually not to get all, not to get all like sports science, sixth grade biology. No, not, not even to get all that. Like, I think sometimes like people like assigned male at birth can grow physically up to like age 25. There is that so, late growth spurt. That's what he might with still. He might have exactly. He might have a late growth spurt. Like six, um, seven, six, seven max. Yeah, that's you know, he might just get that, a big, big maxi. That, he has a couple years left. That's a top 30 NBA player. If Tyrese Maxi mm-hmm. was six, seven, Man. large maxi. I'm a, I'm a large maxi truther. I believe. <laughs> All right, with with all the uncertainty, I think I'm locking them in at 48 wins right now for myself. Just if Harden plays, I do think he's going to be sluggish and they're going to get off to a slow start. And if they trade Harden, they're getting back garbage and it's probably below 48. But I feel like 48 is is a safe baseline right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just like some there's like too much uncertainty to even predict a record. Like you have no idea what's going to happen with James Harden or Tyrese Maxey's incoming growth spurt, and so it's impossible to even predict. How far will the James Harden Daryl Murray love a story go? Will they just stop at the kissing, or does it go even further? What? Aaron, are you writing? Go <laughs> I'm going to write a James Harden Daryl Murray fanfic and come back to you guys. <laughs> that's that's what I'm worried about. All right, I'm I'm putting 48 for my own thing. Are you guys? What, what are your, I'll go, your wins? I'll just go 44, which was 46. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit better because. They, they were basically a 44-win pace with James Harden off the floor. And so if we say, like, James Harden just not playing, um, but he is getting replaced by a probably better player this year. So, so, yeah, maybe, like, 46 wins. I think I'm going to settle around 50 because I'm an optimist and a large maxi truther. There we go. <laughs> I know, honestly, we didn't even touch on him, but De'Anthony Melton is a oh, solid... Like, he's, I wrote a whole thing on him for my job a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Um, I know a lot about him now. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like, if you have to replace Harden with someone, Melton and yeah. Maxi is your backcourt. It's still solid. Tucker, PJ Tucker's getting real old, though. Mm, like, God, I don't, I have not liked PJ Tucker since that signing. He's so, I have Al Horford trauma, which is what I call it when mm. a team just signs just this ancient player who is just slow and old. And I'm like, why are you here? Um, and I feel like, Horford's I mean, that's going to. No, now he's good. Now he's good. When he was, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't good on the sixes. <laughs> Does age affect PJ Tucker? I don't know. It was a um a Tony Douglas signing. I'm pretty sure that was his name. He was a like this. Does that name sound familiar, Nate? Am I getting that right? Point he was guard, like this um right? yeah this this point guard from like the like early 2010s who was like the only guy that was good at guarding Steph Curry, and so the Warriors just signed him and sat him on the bench and he retired. 
that that was the thing. Like Al Horford was the NBA stopper, so they just signed him. Like huh. now, no one can stop him. Shut up, force Oh my god! Can I get off? Can I get off my Dario mention? Yeah. Dario was literally a warrior killer, um, and they signed him, which I think is the funniest thing in the whole wide world. I think that's literally what's happening. They're like, well, you always just like randomly torch us for no reason, so join our team yeah. now, I guess. Um, also, Chris Paul was a huge part of scouting him, so it's probably not the only reason. But that's my that's yeah. my that's my one Dario mention of the pod. Yay! <laughs> I we bonded initially over a Dario mention because I I clipped something from an early pod about Dario being six man of the year candidate. Yeah. And like that's when you added me on Twitter, and so mm-hmm. like I'm with you with the Dario love. I hope he bounces back. Oh, I hope yeah. he has a strong season. No, me too. Me too. But all right, so so our average wins we're at 47 and a half for Philly. Okay, then that's that's not too bad. I I can live with that. Let's talk the Knicks. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> Knicks are running out of lineup again. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson. Josh Hart has tried to recruit every Villanova player out there. Uh, the young guys are once again wondering if they'll get minutes. Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, <laughs> Jericho Sims. Uh, what are we thinking? This roster is so... Now that you're reading it off, it actually is really good. It's It's got a legit... I forgot how good players? they... Like, they're deep. They go deep, too. Like, Seven. I think that's a good... That's more good players than like two of the teams we've already talked about. <laughs> I don't know. Gotta add them up. I had I had the Knicks as a five yeah. seed and forty six wins. Um, they added most letters per player possible with their signings: Dante Divincenzo and Ryan Archdiacono. Just breaking the hearts of older fans that they're both Villanova too, right? Yeah, my dad's gonna have a <laughs> fucking heart attack trying to pronounce those <laughs> names. It's an interesting team because last year, I mean, you think of Tibbs, like the super gritty 24th on offense and, and first on defense to 45 wins in the most painful way. But they were, were the third best offense and the 19th best defense. Like it wasn't that kind of team at all. Um, I like the DiVincenzo signing and they're getting rid of Rose and Toppin. I honestly think that <clears throat> Rose wasn't playing and Toppin was kind of in the way of what Tibbs was trying to do, obviously. But I texted Nate about this a while ago they signed a jacob top and his brother like tibbs has this infatuation of torturing that family like he needs a top <laughs> to not play like this like this seat at the end of the bench is reserved for a top and like there's gonna be a top in here that i'm gonna oh, get yelled at when i'm upset so funny it just the knicks are one of these teams that always like i'm just somebody who i'm a Sixers fan first and foremost but any team with good vibes i will like take a dive into like i really like this team um, and the Knicks always like kind of drag me in and I'm a Derrick Rose hater. So them getting rid of him is great for me. Um, I think they might like drag me in a little bit into believing that they can like, not all the way, obviously, but go like have a nice playoff run. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, Aaron, last year they were an elite offense and a pretty like a mediocre defense. Um, Post trade deadline, they were the number one offense in the league by like a reasonable margin. Um, and so like, predicting them out this year they're going to be a top three offense um the they were actually really good defensively at limiting opponent effective field goal percentage um what they weren't good at is that they fouled a lot and they didn't force any turnovers um and Dante DiVincenzo is one of the best players in the league at steal rate Um, and so that's gonna you know be an improvement like they they needed to improve on forcing turnovers and they brought in DiVincenzo um who is really good at that and so I think the defense will be slightly better the offense is going to be elite um so I'm going over 51 wins well and you remember how they defend wide open three-pointers right because they have they've like the last several seasons they have had the best numbers against wide open three-pointers 
Let me see if that carried over. <laughs> it's just Tibbs on the sideline yelling ice. She's like, ice, ice. And the guys just miss their threes. It happens. Just watch a game. You'll see it happen in a couple of times. The, the theory that you can't affect your opponent's three-point percentage, only their frequency. Part mm. of the evidence to that is that there's no consistency year to year. Um, and so while two years ago they were really great at opponent three-point percentage, as in they were the best in the, t- in the league, last year they were only 11th. So they're falling back. They're coming back to earth. The randomness is balancing out a little bit. Um, mm. And I'm even more confident in my prediction now that I know that they didn't have crazy three-point shooting luck from their opponents you tell me tibbs is just getting old and not yelling as much that's that's what <laughs> exactly all right i so i i promised at the start of this i was going to do a couple of fun questions for each team uh i didn't really have one it was a more serious one for the 76ers we kind of blew past the raptors one but i'm getting both of my Knicks fun questions in here first fun Knicks question is they lost to obi toppin he played all of their backup power forward minutes mostly what are they going to do now? Are they going to do small ball? Will Tibbs finally embrace small ball? Because they've got a lot more good guards than bigs. Will we see a Knicks small ball lineup? I do think that like their backup power forward is probably like DiVincenzo. Um, so I think that they will go small. The thing with Tibbs is that he's not necessarily opposed to um, going small at like the three and the four. It's just that he always wants a rim protector. And mm-hmm. so they'll never go small at the five. Like they're always going to have Mitchell Robinson or Hardenstein or you know, who, who's their other center Sims. Um, so like Sims. they'll always, yeah, they'll always have a five because he will refuse to play without rim protection. Um, but I think that he like isn't that opposed to going small at the four. I think we'll see it. We'll see some Josh With Hart, Josh DiVincenzo. Hart DiVincenzo. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Hart's, Hart's rebounding. All right. My That's second fun. fun next question is we always pick on tips for not playing young players. Going into this year, we've got RJ Barrett, Quentin Grimes, and Emmanuel Quickly, who will all be 24 years old. I went back and looked at every team Tibbs has ever coached. There have been six guys 24 or younger to play 30-plus minutes a night on a Tibbs team. Can you guys name the six players? Well, sorry. The, really, the, the, what are the parameters again? Oh I wasn't expecting a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so I would add some fun game show-like elements I, to I this. I love it. I love it. Tw- 24 and under and over what? 30... Over 30 minutes. Over 30 minutes. Okay. I will tell you that this has happened multiple times. This happened 11 times, but six unique players. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is one. He did it twice. Okay. Carl Towns, was he on that team? Yeah, no, I was about to say Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. He also did it twice. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yes. During the Chicago Bulls. And Jimmy played at 38.7 minutes at age 24. Uh, Luol Deng. Luol Deng is 25. Ah, god damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Also, Joakim Noah was 25. Yeah, I was going to say Joakim Noah was 25. That's the threshold. Um, Oh, are we counting RJ? RJ Barrett. Yep. Okay. Barrett has played. Uh, You are missing uh, two. What teams are they for? If I tell you, it gets too easy. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) Don't tell me that. Hold on. Hold on. It's only coached like three teams. Yeah. Well, who else? <laughs> I'm trying to just think. There, I feel like there has to be somebody else from the Wolves and somebody else from the Knicks, right? Or is that stupid? That's what I'm thinking. The Wolves. Without giving it away, that is not stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
It's not Taj Gibson, I'll tell you that. I don't know. <laughs> they like, re-signed with the Wizards. It's still playing. Part of me wants to go Wiggins on the Wolves. Is that not right? Oh, that's, that's good. Can... Wiggins that's is right. Nice. Pick. Good pull. Great good pull. Pick. I had to pull. Wiggins. I pulled that from the Dario Wolves era. I was watching a lot of those games. <laughs> and I will tell you that your last guy is another wolf. A wolf. Mm-hmm. The Timberwolves. Um, I can't remember who was on that team. Who else was there? I, no, I know this. I just, it's just like hidden. It was like, like Jeff Teague was too old. Oh, um, D'Angelo Russell. No. Oh. Oh, okay. So it was on like that Jimmy Butler Wolves team. No. No. After that. Before right? that. Before that. Oh. <laughs> like twenty. So it was on a really bad Wolves team then. It was the 2016-2017 oh. Wolves. This player Boy played. Jang. 37.2 minutes leading oh Minnesota. God. Oh my lord. 37 Okay, minutes. so so he's um out of the league now because his body broke down after playing <laughs> 37 minutes as a 22-year-old. Uh, 21-year-old. Oh my god, okay. This is such a tough I quiz. I feel like I'm... Oh, at what position? I know what he plays now. He plays shooting guard now. He might have played more of a small... No, he played shooting guard then. This is, this is not helping me at all. Hint? Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh. There we go. Yep. 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 So, He's just such a forgettable player. I forgot he was even on that yeah. team. There is hope that Emmanuel quickly, Quentin Grimes, will get more minutes this year. RJ Barrett's already getting 30. He probably doesn't want more minutes. <laughs> He's going to get them either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that just leaves us... Oh, no, no. We didn't, we didn't say wins. What, what are we thinking wins-wise? Oh. Is, and for context, last year the Knicks uh, won 47 games. Just one thing, though, they underperformed their point differential, so they had the point differential of a 49-win team. Interesting, interesting. I had 48 wins. I was I had 49. And I went over it. I, I went over at 51. Interesting. 48, 49. Um, I, was, I wasn't expecting them to be that good. I was actually thinking like 46. I felt like 47 is a lot, but... Oh, no, I'm, I'm high on the Knicks. Could the Knicks get they're, just, they're another one of those high vibes teams to me. So that always brings my answer up a couple games. All right. I'm, I'm going to go 49. I'm, I'm with it. I, don't th- I think 50 is too much. That just feels like a, a bridge too far to get to. I mean, they, they were a 49 win point differential last year and then they got better. So I'm, I'm going up. All right. All right. It's a scary place to be, Dylan. Being high on the Knicks is, is a place you're going to get in. <laughs> they, they were also pretty healthy last year is the thing. It's usually, a, you know, kind of a place for heartache. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. discuss that when we talk about the Kings on the Pacific Division. Um. <laughs> Fuck you already. <laughs> Fuck both of you. Hey, listen, it has happened one time in NBA history that all four California teams have made the playoffs. Odds are not in our favors that we do it again. I have a team in mind that's not going to make it. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the teams are obviously really talented. I think right now, I think they could do it again. I don't know. I it's wouldn't like, like the competition. to win, but... San Antonio. Really, it, it will probably be either Berlin. Dylan or I's team, the Lakers or Clippers, just whoever's yeah. not healthy that falls out. The I mean, it could be, be, could really be the Kings. If the, if the Kings aren't healthy, they had perfect health last year. If, if sure. Fox or... I guess Sabonis was kind of playing hurt, but yeah, yeah. If Fox or Sabonis missed more thumb. time than... Who needs yeah. a thumb? Yeah. But with those, yeah. like, with the it, new it was rules... In his, it was in his right hand, so he never used it anyway. <laughs> That's true. With the new rules, it's so interesting because... I had to go back and forth on, well, are the Lakers and Clippers actually going to be helped by this? Like, if they're healthy and yeah. they're forced to play, they will win 50 games. 
but, but if they're if, forced to play and then overexert themselves every, and yeah, then, then get it's injured, thirty-five, and miss so, more wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are you gonna do? It's kind of you have to you have to pick a direction. So uh, LeBron is actually not affected by the new rule. He's oh, exempt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the over thirty-six rule. Okay. Explain it a little bit. So the the new um, rest policy. Uh, yes. You can't rest two All Stars or anyone that's been an All Star in the last three years or All NBA. Yes. And they they went back three years to make sure Kawhi I've was known included because if, if they only yeah. went back two years, they would they would have um missed him. But there is an exemption that you if you're over thirty six and have played X amount of minutes, which at this point I think it's just LeBron and Chris Paul that qualify and for Mike it. Mike Conley. Oh, and Mike Conley. The, the, the freaking Timberwolves would have had four players that they couldn't sit, but luckily Mike Conley is exempt. I thought it was or it was thirty six or yeah. a thousand. Yeah. Oh, games I thought played. it was and. So Steph's like guys like Steph is a thousand total games but okay. he could rest and chris paul and whatnot yeah age. so yeah the, the they carved in that loophole which is i don't know makes I it smart. even less yeah. teeth old man like sure that's it that's that goes right back to it though so the lakers probably will win the less games because lebron will be resting more but we're not but talking the about the lakers we're I talking know, about it's... boston <laughs> now <laughs> everybody it's the rules are you, are you gonna man. do the accent again don't. <laughs> you told me you loved the accent. <laughs> Do it again. He, he, had to, it. he had to say something. I don't, Go ahead. It's, it's 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 hard to pull it out on the spot, right? Yeah, now. I mean, really, you, you, you need the transition. You, like, you need to be able to say Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Smart. So we're talking yeah. about Boston here. We got uh, you know the new big white guy, Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> You know, the Knicks booed him, so I think we'll like him. I just... <laughs> but do we actually like the Celtics, though? Like Mistakes foot issues. Because that's what's hanging over all of this. I could see them as like a one seed at the top with Chris Ops being healthy, but as soon as they traded for him, his he has his foot issue. He's going through this like four to six week program. Um, yeah. With that, that's terrifying. For someone who's been fragile, that is like the scariest injury to me, is the lingering foot that's... one that you can't really fix. Yeah. That, but also... Or I was going to say it's an and also, actually. I have had the misfortune of watching Christoph Porzingis a lot because I live in D.C. So I would go to, I still, I mean, I always go to Wizards games. Um, and that man, he plays like he is on fire in the first quarter. And then after that, just nothing. Like there, I've been to games where he will have like 19 points in the first quarter. And then after that, just miss every shot like or hardly get any playing time it's like a mix of the two usually just nothing like i don't know if it's like a coaching thing i don't know if it's just him i don't know if it's again like the foot injury and stuff but like they put him in at the beginning of the game and then he just even if he's still playing he sucks after the first quarter (laughs) yeah i wonder if i could find shooting splits for him by quarter that's what they have rubber limbs and they have three centers they can duct tape together and you get one really good center which is one of my two fun questions for the for Boston. Uh, how many games will, on average, the big three play? Horford, Williams, and Porzingis. Big three as in tall, not big three as in good. For context, <laughs> the last three seasons, last year they played, on average, 54 games. The prior year, 2022, 60 games. And 2021 was, on average, 41 games. Okay, I'm going to go you have al horford who is i just think he's so old like on default like that i think he's i don't think he's actually 40 but in my head he's 40 um 
He might be getting close. Old and slow, I fear. <laughs> Old and slow, I fear. We have that situation that we have Christoph Porzingis, who is just streaky and also injured and fragile and just always has something going on. And then Williams, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm going to go with like 45 games. Ooh. I'll, I'll take I'll take 55. The thing's just going to be whether they can get like two of those guys healthy at, at any one game that like hopefully their injuries don't overlap. You know, like they can take turns missing 10 games at a time. Oh wait, That's I thought this was all maker. together. Yes, on average. Oh, okay, okay, 45 yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, you got it right. Okay. okay. <laughs> on average, I think you're going to, well, Chris Tops, like, like probably 60. We'll go 55 for Chris Tops and Rob Williams like 45. Horford like 65. Like, like 58, 58, final answer. Okay, all right. You want to know my second fun question for Boston? course with the signing of Svima Kai Luke Boston is now able to put out a line of Kristaps Porzingis Luke Cornett Sam Hauser Peyton Pritchard and Svima Kai Luke the all-white man line how many Celtics (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like the barnstorming team from the 20s they bring it back (laughs) what's the question though I'm scared. If that was their starting lineup, how many wins would they get? Oh. <laughs> 13. 12. Yeah. Like 10. <laughs> the worst team of all time. We're coming down. Yeah, not good. Svitislav Mikhailuk uh, running a... I, I, th- I thought you were going to say how many minutes does that five-man lineup play over the course of the season? You know what? I yeah, that's a much better about. question. How many <laughs> minutes does I mean, that... If, if, if they get a single oh, minute, um, Celtics fans, I feel oh. like there's something about that lineup that I feel like Celtics fans will just love for some reason. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just five so guys that play the right way. I just I just need the screenshot of them. on. I just need the screenshot so I can just use it to dunk on people, to dunk on Celtics fans. Oh, <laughs> sweet, sweet. They play good. They, it's gritty. They play. Uh, they play smart, and they just they they play. Uh, they play with hustle. A lot of shooters out there too. You know, shooters. that's shooters. Not the most athletic, athletic, but very skilled. And, yeah. You know that. You know that song that went around on Instagram a couple months ago, where it was like your uncle's favorite player, and you don't ask why. Yeah. Your uncle's favorite lineup, and you don't ask why. <laughs> uh, I don't feel like there's actually too much to discuss. We've discussed Kristaps a lot on this team. Um. You know, Brogdon's injury. Does anyone have any last-minute Celtics takes for the upcoming season and that they want to get off? It's going to be really strange watching Celtics with no Marcus Smart in terms of it's been so long. I mean, he's he's been on that team for my entire life, it feels like. I had them we had 54 wins, which three less than last season. Um, you could make an argument they're probably closer to 50 if the Kristaps injury lingers, but we'll have to see. Leah, you had something? Yeah. Was there like, I mean, not even drama, but was there something happening with Jalen Brown recently? Or was it just discourse about him? Because I feel like I remember like a couple months ago just seeing like everyone was just dunking on him and I'm not really sure if it was just discourse or if something went down. That was just Nate shitting on Celtics. The, no, I mean in general. Fucking hate train on Jalen Brown. I'm, I'm, also, <laughs> I'm also a Celtics hater. Um, I mean, there's... I don't know. There's been weird stuff about him wanting his own team, about yeah. uh, his love of Atlanta, about how much he backs Kyrie Irving whenever Kyrie Irving does something anti-Semitic. Scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a fair number of things that like prop up and down, but also like 
then there's Jalen Brown as like civil rights advocate and his father marched with the MLK or grandfather marched with the MLK and he's like tried to continue right. that and uh, a lot of very intellectual stuff. So like without knowing him personally, I don't know too much to say where the vibes are, but like. Okay. I think, well, when I saw people dunking on him, I think people were just saying that he's not that, not as good at basketball as he could be or has been. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think I think so. it was probably way lower in our um in our top one hundred than consensus. Yeah, Nate, Nate, you had the Absolutely. you had the TikTok um comparing uh what was it was it the Bleacher Report? That was I get you two mixed up. Both just elite <laughs> content creators. Um, I can grow a beard. Comparing our top one hundreds to <laughs> to the Bleacher Report and and Jalen Brown was a big. Yeah. yeah, disagreement between it's a where big we difference. Are and where the, the comments from me apart, and we had him at thirty-two, and maybe he's like twenty-seven or something on okay. his best day. But um, I mean, people were like in the top twenty. They're like, "Where's Jalen Brown? Where's Jalen Brown?" I'm like, "Are the Celtics the greatest team on earth? Is it like MJ and Pippen with these two? Because I just I don't I don't see it. Um, even when we did the podcast with Montaigne, like he was. That's like one of the things he mentioned. He's like, Jalen Brown was way too low. And maybe maybe we're a bit too harsh and he should be 26 or something. But people people love Jalen Brown. Like they think he's as good as Tatum. Like Tatum's a top five okay. player and Brown is like top 15. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't want to compare them. Oh my God. I keep bringing up Ben Simmons. Like I feel like it's the same thing with like the Joel Embiid Ben Simmons where oh, one yeah. of them's like really like on top of fucking everything. And then the other one's just like still all-star or like star but like far below, but everyone mm-hmm. thinks they're better than they actually are because they're attached to like this much better player. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that always happens when you get two young players is like, yeah, a lot of times people just conflate them as being the same guy or yeah. being the same tier and level. It's like, no, there, there's some sizable differences. And for us, one of the big yeah. knocks with Jalen was just his turnover problems. Like he's basically a one-to-one assist to turnover guy. Right. Doesn't move the ball well, turns the ball over when he drives. It's just, you know, not not my yeah. favorite thing, but Celtics are really good. They will probably have one of the best records in the East, if They'll not probably the, have best. the best record. Dylan, what are you putting them in win wise? Uh, give me give me fifty eight. Damn. Yeah. Holy shit! Fifty eight wins. It's, it's going to be the best team in the in the my conference. Certainly. It's just tough to predict that high. Just to say like, no, this seems fifty eight wins. Like, that's fucking bonkers. Sure, that's... man. <laughs> Leah, where are you at? Yeah. Uh, I hey, mean... don't don't let Aaron bully you. If you were also going to join me at fifty-eight wins, like ignore that guy. Oh, I I had fifty-four in mind. That's what I. Was... That's a great number. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I get it. So I run the same page. However, I had. I just feel like like I feel like they are leagues more like to get, like put together than teams like the Sixers and the Knicks. But again, I can't. That can't give you your wins. Like looking really good on paper can't give you wins. So I feel like I am confident with fifty four. Actually, I solved my own problem just now. <laughs> my sphere of influence. Some... <laughs> I love where you're at, Dylan. The head wise, <laughs> I just think that there's so many injury concerns here. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna come down to injuries. Like they were a fifty seven win team last year. If Porzingis and Rob and Horford play a fair amount, they're a better team, I think. Um, but you know. What did we say on average? They're going to play like fifty-five wins, so yeah. like fifty-five games between them. So it, it'll yeah, it'll depend on that on on the availability of those guys. I'm I'm going fifty-five wins just to uh, one up Aaron. Um, fifty-four wins, man. You know that like octopus in the American history textbooks? It's like 
crawling over the globe to show like the influence yes. that's that's me um, <laughs> that's that's my i'm just reaching around the globe 54 wins that's for like Boston. the craziest reference you pulled that out of like <laughs> oh my god don't know that one must really? have had an... you haven't seen it <laughs> my guy just i'm old <laughs> not even that old this is is from hold on this this like it's a it's a political cartoon from like i think the 1850s so i don't (laughs) know how old you're insinuating it's common core stuff yeah okay yeah i'm saying you guys got some updated textbooks that are Mm. are, yeah i'll find that picture one sec i'll send it to squirt i don't know if that means your textbooks are better or worse um textbooks in michigan are from before the 1850s that's potentially. I had a I had a religious school upbringing, so uh, there's a chance. Your your textbook was like two thousand years old. History, yeah, it's uh, nothing covered before the start of America, because you know that's when it all went wrong. No, not quite that. Seventeen. I don't know. There was a be- there was a better joke in there somewhere, but we've been doing this for like an hour and fifteen minutes, and so I think. I feel like we've closed out well. Our average wins for the teams. We've got Boston with 55 and a quarter. New York with 49. Philadelphia with 47 and a half. Brooklyn, 35 and a half. Toronto with 33. Can we all live with that? Are we happy? I feel great about it. Yeah. I just sent that image to the Discord. Perfect. <laughs> everyone, to, everyone to see. All right. Aaron, where can the people find you? Possible chairs on TikTok, this podcast all the time. Maybe a Jewish-only podcast in the future. <laughs> Let's go. Dylan, where can the people find you? Um, on the Hoops Temple podcast until it gets converted to a Jewish-only and I'm no longer invited. <laughs> <laughs> Leah, where can the people find you? Oh, I'm Lisco2000 everywhere. Sometimes, actually, usually there's an underscore. Lisco underscore 2000. TikTok is just Lisco2000 with no underscore. But that's that's me everywhere. So come find me. And I'm Nate underscore Hoops Temple. Also Nate S127 on X and I don't know, other platforms. You can find me. If you're listening to the show, you've already found me. But hope you enjoyed it. Love to hear from you. Email us at hoopstemple at gmail.com. Yeah.